All right, welcome to Wolf Den's 2024 NRL preview, the greatest game of all. We have assembled the greatest minds in rugby league wow. to preview this season. I am RA Racing. We've got the King Zone over here, who's probably turned over more money on NRL <laughs> than any human ever. Love it. Yeah. We've got Love Steve it. Green, who's graciously travelled up from Melbourne. He uh, runs a betting program on the NRL for Champion Bets. We really appreciate you coming up. And we've got another bloke who knows a little bit about NRL, Gordon Tallis. Just a little bit. Just, Just little enough. Bit. Just enough. Just so enough. I want to start by talking to you about your, your off-season, Gordy. Yeah. So we were... Um, we went to the Hudson Hotel on Monday um, for the Super Bowl. How good was that? It was unreal. The Super Bowl was incredible. And it was hosted by Maddie and Cooper Johns. <laughs> yeah. And they, well, Maddie did. He said that he went to Las Vegas with you and a couple other blokes yes. from, from Fox League. And he yes. said that it, it broke him. And he's. It didn't break him. It didn't? No. Maddie broke himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Fletch, Heine, myself, and Maddie went over there to do some filming yep. before. So we were there for. Ten nights all up in the States, seven in Vegas. Um, and when we were checking to the hotel, we'd get to our room, we'd get to our lift. And Maddie was always, if I'm 50, he's 52. If I'm, you know, whatever it was, he was always right beside me. And for three days I could hear him spewing. <laughs> <laughs> three days. But it's like, this is like at one o'clock in the afternoon. This is not getting home spewing. This is like waking up well. spewing. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, he... he he knows how to do a job on himself. But it was a great time and yeah. uh, hopefully they get behind it like the Super Bowl. It's not yeah. going to be anything like that yeah. unless one of the boys can um, go out with Taylor Swift. We might get a bigger <laughs> yeah. crowd there and some more audience. A week in Vegas is a long time. Oh, yeah. it was. And so you'll go back for the Go back, yeah. Over? So, uh, yeah, we go back. So they got 360 on. Uh, Maddie Johnson's got two shows and we're all sort of chopping and changing and filling in. I think there's about five shows through the week, they've built a big uh, a big stage at the front of Resort World. Yep. So Fox is going to just uh, record live for the punters that have made their way over, come and watch the shows and there's gigs every night in our hotel from you know, one of the sponsors. So yeah. it should be a yeah. bit of fun. Sensational. Exciting. And you're not scared go about going back like Matty? You're, you're rare No, I'm okay. No, well, see, <laughs> last time we all went, this time all our wives are going. Yes. So they'll, they'll Smart play. Yes. Yeah, so goes, are we going to take our wives? Yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, boys. Not Probably not uh, as exciting a topic, but maybe more exciting for some people. Can we talk about your and Steve's um, processes and principles for betting on NRL? Many people would say that betting on NRL is the greatest form of torture there is. There is. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. I would say that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You love it? So I love being you're, tortured, you're though, betting-wise. Yeah, so talk to us each week. You you know, you take it pretty seriously. What, what, do you, what are your processes and principles each week? Uh, the two – well, I, pri I price, I bet off prices. So the two uh, main ingredients in that are the team changes and also where the match is being played. So I will look at the teams, I'll price up the match, and then one thing I'm big on is the psychological advantage – which team might have lost the week before? Where did they get bagged in the paper? Do they have something to play for? So I love backing teams, especially underdogs. I back a lot of underdogs that I think will lift, whether it's a player coming back or any other reason why uh, they are going to perform better than what they have the previous week. So I'll price that up. Then I'll go and have a look at the markets. I usually wait till the day of the game. It's very hard to get any decent money down before game day, so I'll just wait to the day of the game, see which way the market's gone, and then go from there. Yeah, fantastic. Steve, um, I've listened to some of your podcasts. What seems to be at the forefront of what you do is working incredibly hard. Um, is that where it all starts for you? Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to love footy. Um, yeah. I, I do. I started working for a sports bookmaker who was a US bookie, and um, they did all the college sports in America, and I saw very quickly that stats played a role over there, and this is when 
all we were kind of measuring in the NRL was tackles and hit-ups. Um, so there wasn't that kind of sophisticated database to draw on. So as that's evolved, I've kind of drawn that into a model. I used to play, not that I was very good, but I was decent enough that I can kind of, um, yeah, like Gordon said off camera, looking at the warm-up and looking at some of the intensity of, of how things are, are going. So draw that kind of real-world knowledge with some stats. And um, like King said, you know, I, I do my prices before I look at the bookies, so I don't yeah. want to be influenced by anyone. It's like, what do I think the line is? Look at based on the teams, and then I'll look at where I kind of differ to, from the bookies and, and hit that. So... That's my process. Yeah. When you asked about players out, mm-hmm. you're only key positions there. You're the nine, seven, six, one. Well, or that's if more a wing important. Is out, yeah, that's yeah. obviously more important. Yeah, wing is sort of it. Yeah. it just but depends the matchups as well. If, if Pat Carrigan or Payne Hass is out, you go wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course, of obviously course. Obviously, Nathan, like you know, when you get the like the real dominant months, I think the hook is clearing. very important nowadays, yeah. especially the way the games played at a, at a faster pace. But it might be they've got two or two forwards out and then they've lost a third one and that might really impact. And yeah. the bench is super important now too, how much depth they sort of got off the bench. Yeah, I was going to say, it also matters who's coming in. You know, when Penrith lose a half and they can bring in someone like a Jack Cogger who's, got, you know, who's already got NRL experience, that's a big difference to a club that loses someone and has to bring in a Queensland Cup rookie who may not be quite at that standard just yet. So mm. I often look at who's coming in, not just yeah. who's being yeah. The other thing that I often find as well, you might get a big player coming back like a Munster who's had three months off and the market overreacts to that, but it yeah. might take them sort of two, three weeks to find their form, so they might go as well. Then he's three weeks in and the combinations have formed again and that's when you, you bet right up. Mm. All right, boys, let's keep moving. So we're going to start talking about the 17 teams and what we're going to do is Bottom nine teams in order of mm-hmm. the betting market. We're going to spend about one minute on each of them talking about the positives and negatives that have come out of the off-season for them. We're going to get both of you boys to give an assessed price on what, what price they are to win the competition and then also your predicted uh, finishing position on the ladder and then Gordy can, Gordy can add in anything he thinks. Yeah. Why don't we kick off with the West Tigers? Are you happy to start, Steve? Yeah, happy to start with West. Uh, I think the forgotten person is Adam Dewey there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's the marquee man. Missed so much of the season and still uncertain as to when he comes back. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the key point that I'll be keeping an eye on for updates and so forth. They've got a, a decent starting forward pack. I actually think they've, they've got a pretty good um, front row. And uh, I think where there's a bit of uncertainty is um, in the halves. I'm just not quite sure who's going to play that six and seven. And when there's uncertainty there, it's hard to get too excited about a team. Um, I love Buller at the back. I think he's could be anything um, and so yeah I think you know I have West coming towards the bottom mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're going to make the eight uh, just because of those reasons I outlined so I think the 101 that's that's on them to win the comps about right yeah King's own uh, yeah love Buller at the back um, Benji's first year mm. which would be quite interesting I mean you couldn't possibly back them they haven't made the eight for that long will they improve well it's hard for to see them going down I think they will they'll take a while to gel um, I've got him running 16th and I've got him 1,000 to 1. <laughs> Gordy, anything to add on the Tigers? I'd have a bit of money on him at 1,000. I think they're going to struggle. I think with depth, I think when you look at every side that's won the competition and the Tigers, and then for me it's Jerome Luai, right? Benji's always already had to hit that on the head. Mm-hmm. We don't have him this year. We don't have him this year. So that noise and sometimes players can go, well, next year because mm. we're getting that. So you just sure. don't know the psych yeah. of some players. So I think that... Um, they're going to improve on what they did, and uh, and, and Bullet is a like he's a superstar, yeah. um, and they got to keep Appy Coruscant fit if they want a chance in every game. Yeah, fantastic. But no way. Yeah, 
Cool. All right, Steve, we'll keep moving. Uh, Dragons, you want to kick us off again? You seem to be good at kicking off. Yeah, uh, Dragons, um, it'll be interesting to see how they go in the Charity Shield. We get a good look at them uh, early on. Um, but, you know, new coach, Shane Flanagan, I think they're going to have a harder edge than they've had. That's what he's known for. He brought that in at Cronulla. Um, he's already made some interesting calls. It's not clear uh, who's going to be fullback, um, Sloan, or, or whether he's going to experiment with Lomax. So that's pretty exciting to see there. But, yeah, I think they're lacking depth in the, in the forwards, particularly in the front row. They've got a decent back row. Um, I can't see them making the eight, although I do think they'll improve and I think they'll be a hard team to beat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think the price of about 100 to 1 is right for them too. Okay. King's own? Uh, yeah, I think the only positive is Flanagan. He has won a comp. Uh their best they've finished is 10th the last five years. I can only see them going backwards. Hunt, ben Hunt wanted to leave. I'm not sure what, what happened there. That's sort of, no one's talking about that now, but he did want to leave. Now he's there. It's a major concern. I just mm. can't. Is the motivation going to be there? I'm not sure. I've got him 1,000 to 1. If I could get him out any further, the board won't go any further. <laughs> no, the I've got him running last. <laughs> yes, no, they'll sit so there. I've got, I've got him getting the wooden spoon. Okay. They're actually real light on in the forwards too. Mm-hmm. So And in Ben Hunt, that noise was so loud. Last year, but it's Sloan and Lomax. Like they've had mm-hmm. so much talent, they've had so much potential, but they haven't quite gone to that level, you know, with the consistency. Um, you know, they got Flanagan, which he knows how to turn a roster around, but he's not going to turn it around overnight. There's just not enough there. There's not enough there, no. Yeah. All right, let's keep rolling. The Dolphins, Steve, Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, uh, Dolphins, I'm actually pretty keen on. Um, I know they've got some question marks as to like a, a marquee player in the halves. I think they've got Nicarima, Milford, Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan. Two of those are going to have to play in the halves. Um, but if they get that combo right, I really like the signing of Flegler and Farmworth. I think they're elite players and really strengthen that roster. I think the, they built a team last year that had a lot of young talent that's going to improve. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really keen on the Dolphins and that's probably the what is the team I bet the most money on. I think they're going to make the eight. I think they could even surprise people and be on that cusp of the top four and at $9. Um, I think the battle for Brisbane is, is, is going to be really interesting this year. I think they'd faded out last year because they didn't have the depth. I think uh-huh. they've kind of countered that. They also had some shocking injuries. Tommy Gilbert... Um, he was a big loss, Marshall King. So, yeah. yeah, I could talk all day about the Dolphins, but I'll stop because I'm real keen. Okay, fantastic. King zone? Yeah, I agree with Steve 100%. Stronger squad this year. They were flying last year um, and then they got a lot of injuries, obviously, first year. Uh, Wayne Bennett, just he knows how to get the job done. Mm-hmm. The only negative I would see maybe with them, and it may not be a negative, would be second-year syndrome. They had all the hype coming in. That's the only thing, but I, I'm really keen on them. I've got them running seventh, and I've got them eighteen dollars to win the comp. I think they're about fifty to one. Wow. Okay. I'm going to back them to make the eight. Gordy, your yeah. old mate Wayne Bennett. What's going on up there? I spoke to him today, actually. There so, you go. Yeah. So look, and he's got a bit of magic dust. You think Tabuai Fado is going to go to another level? I think he is an absolute rock star. Um, their forward pack was aging, so I think their purchase of Flegler mm-hmm. has been like I think that's going to be a big loss for like Brisbane and Farmworth. Well, they're the best. They got um, Alvarello, but their halves are the key, right? So if they can keep Marshall King, Fido, and a six and seven consistent, I think that because they're just tough work. And Tommy Gilbert, he is he is the barometer. When he left the Cowboys, mm-hmm. they sort of fell off the cliff with mm-hmm. you know other standards. So um, Marshall King had a great year last unbelievable. year, unbelievable, mm. mate, unbelievable. So I think, well, arguably he's probably the best hooker in the comp, wasn't he? Really, like every game he played, he was absolutely outstanding. And you think they'll make the eight? I reckon they need a bit of luck, mm. like I do, because it's a, like as again it goes down to depth. But I think they're 
they are stronger than last year, but it's the hype. Mm. You know, the second year, like like mm. last year, no one really gave them a chance, mm. did they? Like then everybody nope. just enjoyed no, watching. Tr- but this year I think there is pressure on them. Where last year everybody's going, oh, they're the golden boys, you know, and now I think everybody's going to expect a little bit more from Redcliffe. So it's how they deal with that. Wayne yeah. will help them deal with that. Oh, yeah, he's got – I don't know how much dust he's got left, but he's still got some. He just sprinkles it when he needs to. Beautiful. Let's move to the Raiders, Steve, the Canberra Raiders, the milk. The milk. It breaks my heart to say this because I'm a, I'm a born and bred Canberran um, and uh, I actually think they're in for a really tough year. They've never got the spoon, the Raiders, but um, my, one of my bold calls is I actually think they might be in line for the spoon this year. Um, I think they've, they're building and I really like what Ricky Stewart's doing. He's mm-hmm. kind of – not trying to buy short-term success. He's brought in some of the best young talent uh, in the comp and he's going to try and build them for 25, 26. But 24s could be a really tough year. I don't know who's going to play one. Don't know who's going to play six. Question marks over nine. It's really any fo- Fogarty that you know is playing in that spine. So just too much uncertainty. A few ageing forwards. Elliot Whitehead and Papali probably be- past their best. Um, it could be a tough year. I hate to say it. Fair enough. Kings are? Yeah, I agree. Raiders are up against the wall. Though, but they've got some young players coming through, so it'll be an interesting year for them. They're definitely in a rebuilding phase. Um, they ran eighth last year, which is surprising, off a negative 137 differential. So they were lucky to make the eight last year. Uh, I've got them running 15th and 200 to one. Fair enough. Gordy? I think they're scrappers like Ricky. I think that they'll mm-hmm. have a go in every game. They've, you know, It's hard to recruit the Canberra, so they went to England and now all the Englishmen – want to go to the beaches. I think <laughs> Sam Burgess has talked them all into the eastern suburbs. So they've gone with youth now. So the time and energy that they've got to spend on those, it's it's how the young kids can adapt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So like, I, you know, I always give Canberra a chance because I hated playing there. Mm-hmm. So for a Queenslander to go on the road with more Queensland teams, you think they're going to pick all those cold winter nights mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what funny. keeps them in the fight and they won't – play a lot of rep footy, like they won't have a lot of rep players. Mm. So that's so like around that six or eight week period where it's real cold, that's where they pick up their yeah. games. Yeah, during origin, yeah. All right, that, okay. that, that's why they're sneaky and they make the eight. Well, the young kids can lift sometimes. Yeah. That's right. No one's heard of them, but they, there's some good young kids yeah. coming through. So, yeah, I, I'd rather be on them than St George, to finish in front of St George because you just know what you're getting with St George mm. and sure. it's not good. Bulldogs. <laughs> Um, Bulldogs. Doggies. Yeah. Bulldogs, uh, a lot of uncertainty there because of the just turnover in the squad. I think it's. I think I read that no one from 2021 is still there now. Um, so that's a that's an absolute revamp. New coach having a second year. Um, I still have some concerns about their forward pack. Um, I think they're front rower or two short at the front. Uh, I think Burton's going to really enjoy having players like Crichton and Blake Tuff outside him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he may he may lift, and he's I think he's the key man, obviously. Um, just so much uncertainty, but I'm not I'm not overly confident that they're going to climb too many places. I've got them coming about 14th, and okay. the gods are about right. Kings Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's going to take them longer. They're, they're they're accumulating good players though. But mm-hmm. what worried me last year was for the last sort of ten rounds, once they couldn't make the eight, is they didn't seem to put in. They didn't try a lot. I backed them quite a few times, and they seemed to give up a bit, which isn't great. Um, the positives they were decimated by injuries late in the season, and they had to sort of dig deep. And also Serraldo's second year, I think that he'll end up being a really good NRL coach. But it's going to take time. So dogs to make the eight in twenty twenty eight. Okay. I've got them 14th and $51. They've got a good squad, though. They're building nicely. Mm. Well, Max King and Liam Knight, they're not the most intimidating front row, and that's where it's won. If you look at 
Penrith and Brisbane, like the two best front rowing teams, like the teams that make the metres, mm. made the grand final. So they're going to be a bit light on there and they keep on buying well. Mm. But it's just getting in that armour. So like the dogs, like in last year, there was a couple of games, I think, the Knights, where they just did not have mm. a go. I think it was on the Central Coast or whatever and Pangai Junior would come on and play for 10 minutes and it's not enough. Mm. But oh. the Bulldogs, they, yeah. they're a proud Dogs club. Dogs of war. Proud club, proud strong culture. Proud. Um, let's move to the Titans, Steve. Titans. Oh, oh, careful. oh careful here. <laughs> careful here. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got, got good things to say about the Titans. Oh, thanks God um, for that. Yeah, no, especially next to Gordy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. I think they've, um, they've got a, a really good tough pack. We've been touching on some of the weaknesses at other clubs, but well, we can't say that about the Titans. I think Tino is probably one of my favourite players. Just love what he does. Um, Big Mo is also great. Um, they've got some real depth there with Jolliffe and a few underrated guys, I reckon. Um, and out, out wide, they've got speed to burn and talent to burn. So um, I think the Titans, it's, it's, they're kind of in that battle for the eight where I think there's a lot of teams and they could, they could go all the way down to 11th or 12th. They could go all the way up to 5th or 6th. I think they're, they're right in this season and the Titans fans can really look forward to a good year. All right. Yeah, their best finish has been eighth in the last five years. Uh, the key here is Des Hasler, really. How fit will he have him? Probably rock hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he get his combos right? Brimson's going to go to the centres. That might, might take a bit of time. I agree with Steve, that fringe eight. Uh, I think the halves are probably the worry. The pack is a massive positive. They've got speed. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they made the eight. I've got them 10th and I've got them $34 to win the comp. You can get 50. So I think they're a Rough, rough little Roughly. chance. Yeah, I, I, I think a good chance. Yeah, just so people know, you're very close to the club. Yeah, you have a lot so to my do wife's with them. on the board, and I know the owners. I've been an ambassador for eight years, so for the first time, there's no excuses. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. this is the only season I've come in, and I expect them to make the eight. Like mm-hmm. before, I, like oh, geez, I hope there was mm-hmm. always hope with the Titans because of the you know where the squad's at. But um, I've spoke to a couple of them. They've learnt more in three weeks under Desi than what they've learnt in their whole footballing life. So Desi mm-hmm. has. Driven them really hard, but obviously on the field, Verrills got injured last year. They lost um, a nine. Tenor Boyd, obviously, is still learning his craft. If we can keep Kieran Foran fit, like mate, when he played last year, he's just such a tough body. Just pull him out on a wheelchair, and if he's out there with his experience, and I love Jaden Campbell. I think Jaden mm-hmm. Campbell, I spoke to Billy Slater a couple of years ago, and he said he should be your fullback. And we had AJ Brimson. I really like the way Desi's just got the courage to go, you're going to play centre, you're going to do that. And a rookie coach mm. doesn't have that conviction. So I think it's our strongest roster that we've had since I've been involved in the club. And just quickly tell us in your ambassador role, what does that look like, especially at the moment? Oh, I just pre-season. eat prawns and drink their beers. <laughs> day, basically. Oh, no, right. no, no, I don't. Like, it gets overplayed. You know I mean? Obviously, um, my great friends end up buying the club. You know, like, a, you know, we're struggling, um, struggling for a while. They're, they... They love the community. It's all about the Gold Coast community and the team is about the community. So then they said, would you come on as an ambassador? Because they didn't quite know rugby league. Well, now they know it. They've got you – know, like they've had Mel Meninga, they've had Des Hazelock, and now they know who's who in the zoo. So mm-hmm. rugby league can be a funny game. Yeah. Like look at the dogs, look at Manly. Like Manly only works when there's a Manly guy in there. So mm. it's funny. Mm. Like well, you can have – you can be the roosters, mm. right? And you still don't get it right every – like every year. Mm. They've been around for 100 years. So this side has come in – I don't think there's been a major side win on the Gold Coast. Mm. So a bit like Miami in the States where there's something along that strip, but uh, hopefully Desi can change it. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. All right, let's move to the Knights. Yeah, Knights I'm pretty keen on as well, actually. I think um, I know a lot of people are uh, predicting that last year was a bit of a flash in the pan. I don't think so. I think the two English recruits strengthen the side. They'll miss Dom Young, um, but they've got options there to fill, to fill that um, hole. 
Uh, you know, it all revolves around Ponga. He was the Dally M. He's the most valuable player in the competition. No doubting that. Injury to him, all bets are off. They don't make the eight. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've got a tough pack. They're kind of hitting that age where the Safedi brothers and so forth, I think, are really peaking. Um, and so, yeah, I've got them making the eight. I've actually got them making make the top four and coming third. Wow. Um, I've had a bit of a bet on them. Them yeah. and the Dolphins are two of my uh, positions. As an athlete, like, Carlin Ponga's last – well, he got the Dally M, right? Like, yeah. he was the best player in the game for the comeback, what, set out for the first, got knocked out, sat out. Can he Can he replicate that? Mm. That's the, like, then that's the yes. question. You know, I mean, like, oh, I think he can. I think he's a, like, superb player. I think he's unbelievable. But that's the challenge. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, mate, he needs, he needs oh. Hastings and Gamble and those guys to play the way they did at the end mm. of the year as well. I'm coming from a different angle. I think that that's so reliant on Ponga that teams will shut him down in 2024. Mm -hmm. I think he'll also play Origin where he didn't last year. So he'll be gone for a bit. I um, think they've got a really balanced roster though. Uh, I've got them running 10th. I've got them $34 to win the comp. So I've got them missing the eight, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did make the eight. But just worries me when one team is dominated by one player so much. Sure. Let's move to Seagulls, Steve. Yeah. um, Talking about uh, forgotten people, I think – Someone that everyone's kind of forgetting about is Tommy Turbo. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, and you know, another guy that may, you know, I think people have lost a bit of faith in him because of so many injuries. But I think Brooks coming in to help DCE is going to be a really uh, big advantage for, for Cherry Evans, who played amazing last year. But he was their go-to option at every at every point where Brooks and him either side of the ruck, Tommy T wrapping around. I actually think Manly. Uh, kind of being undervalued in the in the market. Um, I think they've toughened up their forward pack with Matt Lodge and Nathan Brown, and that's somewhere they probably didn't have depth last year. I think they've got depth this year. I think some of their outside backs like Saab and Kula are kind of peaking, electric speed. Uh, there's just a lot to like about Manly. I think they're someone everyone's kind of overlooking and forgetting about. And in Vegas, we might get a wake-up call with the victory over South. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty keen on Manly. I've got them coming sixth, um, and, yeah, I've, I've backed them. Yeah, I've got him making the eight as well. I've got him falling into eighth. Um, how fit Turbo is, can he get through the year? Schuster as well. I love Brooks at six and, and Cherry at seven. He's going to give him a heap of support. Great kicking game. Yeah, I think they're going to have a. I think they're going to have a good year, but they need luck with injuries. I've got him eighteen dollars. I think they can win the comp if they if they fired. But they're twenty six to win the comp. So yeah, I've got him eighteen running eighth. Cool. Good year. Good. I agree. I, yeah. I I think they are the darkest horse in the competition. If Tommy. If Tommy plays like Ponga did last year, he can go all the way. He he's he is that good. Cherry, you know, like how rare is it to have a good halfback? Cherry Evans, he does have a bit of help. Left foot kick, right foot kick, so they can um, they can attack a little bit better. They're probably a bit light on in the centres, mm-hmm. you know, like defensively, like they got carved up last year. So it all depends how they react um, um, defensively. But Tommy Turbo can do whatever. But if he doesn't play twenty six games, they ain't winning. Yeah. Mm. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, and there's got to be a query on that, I suppose. So from a betting perspective, I'd be waiting. I'd be waiting sort of to semi-final time, yeah. see where they run. Or if he doesn't see play if that fit. 20 yeah. games you can do and the money. last six, yeah. mm. they ain't winning. Yeah. Sure. Right, okay, rolling the last of the bottom nine teams, the Cowboys. Cowboys, I really like what Todd Payton's done with um, changing the captains around. Yep. Um, I think Tom Malolo and Townsend look like they were struggling under that leadership role and I think – Cowboys have always been built there under Peyton. Their success was on determination, hard work, fitness. They lacked that last year. They looked sluggish. Um, so Dearden and Cotter, the new captains, they're 
apparently the best two trainers in the club. So I think it shows a sign to the rest of the team that this is what they want. They want fitness, they want mobility. Um, you know, Dearden's now an elite half, so they've got some strength there. Drink water's a freak. Um, I don't mind them. Um, I still think uh, there's a few question marks about who's going to partner Dearden in the halves. I think Townsend's time there might be running short um, and just out wide also a few kind of question marks as to their wingers and centres. So I don't have them making the eight, but there's a bit of, bit of upside there if they do go well. So I'm coming about 10th. Thank you, sir. King's own? Uh, Cowboys are always spruiked, and I sort of don't get why. They've last five years, 14th, 14th, 15th, third, where they were nearly favourite to run last, and 11th. So everyone always gets so excited about the Cowboys because of their roster, but why don't they deliver better? It's, mm. They've been awfully disappointing, and I'm not quite sure why. They're hiding up there in North Queensland, and then maybe they don't travel. I, I, I sort of don't get it. Uh, they did perform well for the back end of 2023, which is a massive positive. Um, I've got him running 12th. I've got him 40 to 1. Okay. Gordy? Luciano Leilua, does he want an immediate release? A couple of days ago, I was reading that and how they deal with Tamalolo. And you're right, right, but when you've got a guy, when you walk into the Cowboys and there's like six banners of the player of the year, <laughs> that's a big personality. And he's carried that club and they go, oh, well, he doesn't have the impact. You don't have front rows to help him. He's, mm. When Tamalolo was at his best, it was the third run and he, was, and he mm. is such a popular popular player mm. up in North Queensland. So that's a so that's a, that's a whole space on its own. I they always disappoint me, the Cowboys being mm. a North Queenslander, I just want them to be more consistent and I'm pretty much like but I'm not sure. I can't get my finger on them. Mm. I actually can't and I know didn't and I know they got the roster, but for some reason they just seem to disappoint. Yeah, mm. they, they you know do. I mean? like for some reason or they exceed all of our expectations. You go, oh geez, they surprised me, but they never go where you think they're gonna go. Yep. Yeah, cool. they had that one good year. Who's next? Uh, we're moving to the big dogs. So into the top eight in terms of betting market order. We're starting with the Parramatta Eels. Eels, I really like Brad Arthur as a coach, but I think he's under pressure. Yeah. Uh, he's been there a while, delivered yep. one grand final where they were smashed by the Panthers. So yep. a lot of pressure to, to deliver. I love their halves and their fullback. I think Brown, Moses and Gutherson are as good as any. Six, seven, one in the comp. But uh, I do worry about their outside backs. I think they're... Um, a little bit light on there. Their New South Wales Cup team hasn't been good for a while, which I always look for in that depth component. They don't really have people knocking on the door. So uh, I actually have them, I know they're the big dogs, but I actually have them missing the eight. I yep. think they're going to uh, fall out again. And yeah, I think uh, Brad Arthur's position could be called into question during the season. King zone? Uh, yeah, just more of the same from Parramatta. They have made the eight the last four or the five years, but their squad isn't as strong as it has been. Uh, they had a few issues last year with uh, Brown getting into a bit of trouble, which didn't help midway through the year. Uh, six and seven are very strong this year. Moses is a great player. Um, can they make the eight? Yeah, I think they'll be on the fringe of between sort of six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got them running ninth. I've got them $26. Okay. Cordy? I think if uh, Junior Baller has an amazing year, they'll make it the eight. Uh-huh. Uh, like when they're going at their best, they called out Penrith in their grand final, so we're going to – come through the front door and they didn't mm. shut it. <laughs> Actually just knock their front door down. But mm. I think when Parramatta are at their best, they're high energy and Junior and uh, and Gillard and all those guys, they're just high energy through the middle and I haven't – and I didn't see that last year at all. And Moses is the key. What a player. They missed Reed Marnie last year a lot. They missed – and Hans has come in now and, you know, he's going to learn. But I think, you know, the whole off-season and working and getting – 
and getting some structure around going back through the middle. Like when Gutherson, like when they were bouncing, going through the middle, I think that's when Parramatta high energy through the middle, that's what they got to play. Mm. I think that suits them the best. You got them in your eight? Yeah, I can't write off Parramatta. Mm-hmm. Well, look at their talent. Mm. Like seriously, like and Brown, I think like when you got a seven, a six and a one like that, I can't write them off and they got two state of origin front rows. When you got two state of origin mm. front rows mm. and that much potential yeah. at right, you can't write them off. They can beat anyone on their day. Absolutely. Yeah. They can peak. And you go out there and they can put 50 on you. You know when they yeah. go and the Sevo chant comes up? Yeah. Not, a, not a good place to play. So <laughs> the Sevo chant goes up, you know, Parramatta are winning. They throw a lot of offloads and if that comes off, yeah. they, can, energy like, through they, them, can, yeah. they can smash anyone. But if it doesn't come off, they can really get pasted. So... Be, I think Sean Lane's is just someone else I didn't mention. They missed him a lot last year. His offloads are amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to tip against him making the eight, but you can't fit them all in. Fantastic. I'll stick with you, Steve, and we'll go to the Sharks. Sharks. Um, Too many Sharks in Sydney Harbour at the moment, but <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Sharks are one of those teams that uh, have maybe overachieved in recent years. I think they kind of had a, a, a favourable draw um, they kind of won some close games. Nico Hines just caught fire, and when he's on fire, they're really hard to beat. But I, I think they've got some really good outside backs, um, but I just do worry that their ability to beat the, the best teams, they just can't do it. They seem to lose those really close games against the good teams. And um, and I think uh, a team that, that they can't beat the best teams, I'm, I'm not keen on. I'm actually keen to take them on a lot this year. So mm-hmm. I've actually got them missing the eight. Um, you know, when I squeezed in Dolphins to make the top eight, I had to push out some teams, and Sharks are one of those ones that I think will just miss out okay. come ninth. Okay. King Zane? Yeah, I've got them going backwards. They haven't improved their roster. Uh, the whole hype around Nico sort of worn off a little bit. People, the defence is reading him a lot better. Uh, he doesn't get enough support that he needs. He's, they're too reliant on him. I've got him running 12th. I've got him $51, and I think they're in for a real hard year. Fair enough, Gordy. Yeah, it's just so reliant on Nico Hines and mm-hmm. last year. I think it's how because he missed Origin and then he went down and you know he's a he's a ball running player like he needs a bit more space and he plays seven so uh, they need a great organizer with Trindle coming in and you know he getting out a bit wider because Morland's gone. I think maybe five eight might suit him a little bit better. But and they're light on in the front row. They like mm. Cronulla haven't beaten anybody up for a long time when they had Les Davis and Stevens and that like when they used to. You know, really challenge sides in the middle of the park. I don't think they do that. The pack's getting know. older now too. Finn yeah. Kane and yeah. he's thirty-three. Okay, they need it. Need hard working move. and like that's fantastic. But sometimes you need to blow sides away and you know blow them through the middle. Of the, and and I don't think Cronulla have that. Fair enough. Let's talk about the breakout team of last year. The Waz up the Waz. Steve, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think the Waz momentum last year was amazing. We all enjoyed it. Um, you know, on the face of it, they've recruited Roger Tuivasa-Shek. You kind of think, you know, Kate Well coming across. Everything suggests that they should go better, but I actually don't think they will. I think um, I look at players in their age, and, and while Johnson shut up a lot of doubters and embarrassed people like myself last year, that doesn't mean he'll do it again this year. And I just think he may be reaching towards the end of his career, um, and he's such a key player for them. Um, I, I think they'll they'll go. They'll make the eight. I've got them coming six. But um, I think they'll drop back a few places compared to last year. Yeah, Kingsland. I'm keen. Ooh, I'm really, really keen on the Warriors. I think the momentum over there. We don't realise it here how big it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think they're really going to get behind them. They have a really favourable draw. Uh, home games are going to be awfully hard to beat at home. They get have no Origin players virtually. They didn't have a lot of luck with injury last year. I don't think it was a fluke. I love the coach. 
The only negative with them is they don't put back-to-back performances together, but I think it's different. I really like them. I've got them minor premiers. I've got them $9. I'm going to bet up on them. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking to a lot of people over there, he's got the mana, like the respect. Uh-huh. Like the coaches come in and then yeah. they just all love him. And I think when the Warriors have gone good in the past, it's been you know, high-octane, offload, and there was a fair bit of luck when they went to the last grand finals. I think last year there was a lot more substance in their performances. I thought they worked harder. They kicked chase. Like Sean Johnson... In the like, and this is not bagging him. His highlight reel is unbelievable. But last year, when he was kicking his own and trapping that part of the Warriors, I, I don't remember watching that mm. sort of style of footy. So I think that they have a real hard edge about them now, mm-hmm. and I think that they're prepared to get in the trench with sides, and then they've got the talent to to like match. So I think last year wasn't a fluke, mm-hmm. but uh, they got to replicate it, and I think they can. Really, like really, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cape Wall coming back to so then they bit more depth. When the Warriors have been at their best, they've had a Kevin Campion, a Steve Price, they've had Michael Luck, they've had that hard-working and now they've got a few of those guys in the pack like Tohu Harris and Barnett and now, you know, Capewell. Those guys just mm. play for 80 minutes in the middle of the ruck and I, mm. you know, and if Sean Johnson can replicate what he did last year and it wasn't a highlight really, it was just, you know, game management mm. which went to the next level. Very good. Let's talk about the most consistent club over the last 20 years in the NRL, the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> Yeah, I think Melbourne uh, still have all the like key ingredients that have made him successful. That Bellamy's always been about the spine, and he's he's reinvested in that spine with Munster, Hughes, Grant. Um, big question over Pappenhausen and how he's going to come back this year. But they have depth there with Meany. So um, I think another team that uh, they're another team that probably just lacks a little bit of depth <coughs> for me to get too excited about them. Mm-hmm. I think out wide, I'm not sure. They love their wingers, Warbrick and and Coates, but in the centres. A little bit unsure as to who's going to go there. They've lost Olam. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have them making the eight just, but I, I don't have them in the top four. I've got them coming seventh. Thank you. King Zone? Well, it seemed everything like everything went wrong for them last year. They got, they got a lot of injuries. They've lost a heap of players. And they still ran third. They're such an amazing, <laughs> amazing club. Mm. Um, I think that they will have – it's hard to say that they won't improve from what they did last year. They did get flogged in the – um, major semi, but they're only one win away from a grand final. So I can't see them really going backwards, only if they get a lot of injuries because in the forwards in particular, they lack a little bit of depth. But yeah. I think they can win the comp. Look, look at the roster, Grant, uh, Munster, Hughes. So their spine is in Pappenhausen's back. How he's going to go, we're not sure, but uh, also Remus Smith. They've got a great roster. I got them $9 and I got them running fourth. Okay. Gordy, what do you got to add on the storm? Write them off and I'll come to bite you. That's it. Yeah. Every time you go, I oh, know Melbourne are gone. Mm. And mm. we've said it for, what did you say, 20 years the most consistent? For about 15 of those when they lost English and they lost Cameron Smith and they lost Billy Slater and they've lost Cooper Cronk. Oh, mate, they can't They can't keep on doing it. And they just, they are the most consistent. They are the hardest to beat. They're the hardest working side. Craig Bellamy is the hardest working coach. Um, I remember going there and it was off season and he walked in the door at 9.30 at night. <laughs> So if he's doing that, the team yeah. is so like them. When you're talking about turning a rock over, I reckon he turns them over 50 times. They will be well prepared and hard to beat. Whether they got the talent and the depth, who knows. But for them to have the injuries, what they've had, and the players that they've lost over the last 20 years, 
and keep on making the top four and fighting. They're freaks, I'm, aren't they? I'm yeah. never going to write them off. I think it, it may be Craig Bellamy's last year as well. Oh, maybe which... Johnny Farnham. Yeah. <laughs> just not, man, I'm, gonna Craig, I'm calling Craig out. Johnny Farnham, every year is his last year. He keeps on coming back. Just roll him. No, Craig, They'll I, tell you, mate, I tell you what, I spoke to one of his good friends. Craig's a coach. Yeah. And he'll be bored not he'll coaching. Be, so, coach, a, like, you know, there's some people like Wayne Bennett, right? Yeah. Like, coaches coach. They just love Loves helping it. men. Like that's yeah. that that is their life. Yeah. yeah. Now on and it's and it's not the footy. It's just hanging around and improving people. Yep. They're actually life coaches. For it. Yeah, absolutely. I think Craig keeps on saying it every year, and he's going to come <laughs> to the Gold Coast. We're going to go live on the Gold Coast, mate. My daughter's up there. I don't see him on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Loves mm-hmm. it too much. All right, we'll keep rolling. The Roosters. Roosters. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they let down a lot of people last year, and when people get let down, they kind of hold a grudge. I'm not like that. I, I kind of think that you know, what, what, what went wrong last year was actually a whole heap of injuries. I love Trent Robinson as a coach, but I actually think it was probably his worst year as a coach in terms of strategy. I think he dropping Sam Walker for such an extended period, I get it, and I think he came back a better player, mm-hmm. but it really hurt them. I mm-hmm. think um, if, if, if uh, Walker and Keary can rekindle their end-of-season form, they, storm, they steamrolled into the finals. Brandon Smith will be more settled. Um, I really like their outside backs, just big athletic guys. Uh, Teddy's still a champion at the back. Um, I really like the Roosters. I think they're being unfairly written off. I think they're going to challenge the Panthers. Uh, I think they're the biggest threat to Penrith. Um, I've got them coming uh, second, and I think uh, they're, they're pretty good value at $9, $10 at some bookies uh, to win the whole competition. $9, definitely worth a bet. Fantastic. Kings Yeah, I agree. My Roosters, I bet up on them last year at $6, and they were awfully, <laughs> awfully disappointing. Uh, the problem was the attack with the six and seven and then they dropped Walker and that didn't work and then they brought him back. But the positive is how well they finished the year. They last sort of back half of the year. They look like they're going to miss the eight for sure and then they nearly beat Melbourne in Melbourne to go to a grand mm. final uh, qualifier. So they've bought Dominic Young, which is a big plus. They've got Lenew. They've got a, their roster looks unbelievable. Brandon Smith, as Steve says, another year under his belt, which is a big, big plus in that position. Uh I like him. I like him a lot. I've got him running second. I've got him seven dollars. I think you can get it nine fifty out there. So, Ooh. yeah, them and the Warriors are my two main bets. So, yeah. okay, I think they can win it. The roster's unbelievable. What do you think, Gordy? I'm going to reserve my judgment on the Roosters. The way Teddy finished, he's been a champion player, but there's only so much petrol in the tank. Mm-hmm. So how how he treated his off season and how much energy he comes back with. He's been one of our greatest players, I think, ever to play the game. And the halves, you know, Kiri and Walker, they didn't quite combine. So who owns the team? And uh, Sam wants the team and Kiri's got the team. And uh, Brandon Smith, he's, dare I say it, sometimes you leave a club and that role was just suited for him and he can't play that role at the Roosters. They got rid of Verrills. Mm. So if Roosters want the best out of Brandon Smith, I think he's an impact player coming off the bench, what he was. And mm. I don't think he's an 80-minute player, but that's what they bought him to be. Mm. So I think that recruitment was a little bit wrong with Brandon Smith. I think the best of him would be coming off the bench and ripping in like he used to, like a little wombat, <laughs> coming off and burrowing around and doing that. But um, they got so much talent, right? And Victor mm. and, you know, Hargreaves and Lindsay Collins last year was arguably one of the best front rows in the comp. So they do have the talent, but it's whether it gels. Yeah. For me with the Roosters, because last year it didn't. Cool. Let's talk about my team and the pride of the league, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah, South let me down last year. I, I'll confess I was really keen on them. I backed them halfway through the season. I was doing victory laps thinking, look at this. They're, they're the team to beat. 
and then Latrell got injured and then everything just fell apart. Um, I think it was really telling when Sam Burgess came out and said that Walker and, um, and, and Trell weren't uh, meeting the training standards. Yeah. From an outsider, that kind of seemed to be the case. They didn't seem to have the intensity and fitness of the really elite teams, certainly not the Panthers and so forth. So whether they've turned that around, I don't know. I'm a bit worried about the age of Cook and Walker. I think they were very dominant for a few years there. They made Premier... Uh, uh, Grand finals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, grand finals and top four, but I just don't know that they're still that club anymore. I think they're actually going to go for a bit of a rebuild. And I've actually surprisingly got them missing the eight. Uh, Again? Yeah. yeah. I, I think wow. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, if, you know, I don't back on teams to miss the eight, although there is that market, but I'll probably be taking them on. Uh, like I said, in Vegas, I'm pretty keen on Manly in that opening game, and then I'll go from there. Yeah. King's own. <coughs> uh, the negatives with South, um, number one's Campbell Graham being out for an extended period of time. I hate it when teams start the year with a major injury. Mm. Uh, they also finished 2023 very, very poorly. They got a really hard start. They got to fly to Vegas and, and play Manly. Then they got to go up to Brisbane, play Brisbane, and then they play the Roosters. So they got a really hard start to the year. But the positives with them, the roster looks, you know, they've got superstars yeah. and talent all over the park. Uh Hard one to sort of price. They can win it, but they also could implode. So they're a really hard one to sort of predict where they're going to run. I've got them running fifth and I've got them $12. Okay. Gordy. How they dealt with that Sam Burgess situation last year, like through the off-season and how hard they've worked. I think Jack White and just being a natural runner will take pressure off Latrell. Cody only played to Latrell. And I think when Cook runs, I think Cook's got to get his mojo back and run. Yeah. And we've watched footage when Latrell runs around the back at Fox. Run, run, Dame, in run, so he can open up their game. So I think the key is Cook at a dummy half running because the way the rules have, you know, been brought into the game is to reward the nine like a bit like a Jeremy Marshall King, mm -hmm. like he got rewarded and Redcliffe got rewarded last year. So I think the key is Cook, and if he can unlock the other three, I think South can be there. But it's a funny situation on how they start the season and how mm. much noise. It is one of the most – look, between them and the West Tigers, the most talked about yeah. teams in the competition. Mm. Yeah. With, mate, without a doubt. Cool. Let's talk about the two clear favourites, starting with the Broncos. Yeah, I probably touched on what I think about the Broncos in terms of who they've lost. I think Farmworth and Flegler going has kind of been uh, underrated by the bookmakers. They haven't really been punished in their odds, where I think – you know, I think Farmer's probably the, the best centre in the world right now, or, or certainly among them, I think, with Stephen Crichton. So that's a big loss. And while they've got some young talent coming through, I do think they're going to really miss Farmworth out wide. Um, not sure that's been factored in. And um, as Gordy said earlier about Payne Haas and Flegler being such a great combo, I think losing Flegler is really going to hurt that, uh, that front row rotation for Brisbane. Um, no no offence to Corey Jensen and some of the other guys that are going to come in, but I don't think they're at Flegler standard. So I think... Broncos and also the loss of Capel. I think their squad is a little bit weaker mm -hmm. this year. Um, obviously, you know, um, Reynolds had a great season, but he's also falls into that Sean Johnson category for me where there's a big risk factor that this is actually the year he cops that injury that knocks him out. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't back them. I actually think they'll fall back a few spots and probably come about four or fifth. Okay. Fourth or fifth, yeah. King zone? Yeah, I think they're way too, way too short in the market at $4.50. They were $17 to win at the start of 2023. They obviously had a great 2023, but does that mean they're going to have a great 2024? So they had a lot of luck in 2023 with injury as well. Mm -hmm. um, they were home in the grand final and then got obviously beat by 
Uh, Penrith in the end, how's that going to affect them psychologically? Then you got that the scuffle up there, which I hate seeing that stuff on the news. Maybe there was nothing in it, just boys being boys. I got <laughs> yeah, no idea, but yeah. still, it's on the news. And yeah. then the, you know the wives might get involved, and there's a bit of you know it's just unsettling as well. They've got to fly to Vegas. Their draws, their first five rounds are uh, they play Roosters, Rabbits, Panthers, Cowboys, Storm. So it's a really hard start to the year. Is their roster better than 2023? 20, no, it's quite a lot worse. They're, they haven't got as much depth. I'm heavily against them at Ooh. the price, Yeah, just at the price. Yeah, they can win the comp, but I've got them $12 and I've got, got, got them running sixth. Gordy. Yeah, Flegler's and those guys are big losses, but I like Xavier Wilson. I think I watched him play the Bulldogs, real big hombre coming off the bench. He's going to have another full season. And a couple of boys like that Fletcher Baker said he's consistent. They've only got a slot in. And two guys can do his role. It's not pain has, right? Um, hopefully they show the fight, what they did in the taxi rank the other day, the Broncos. <laughs> and I think Carrigan was going out looking for a wife. He doesn't have one. I think he was out there <laughs> wanting to go find another one. But um, I can't write Brisbane off. I think Reese Walsh is going to be better. I think the experience and the ache of losing, I know that when everybody was back in, they sat and they reviewed the grand final hard. So that's gone now yeah. and yep. just showed, hey, we stopped playing. So, like, I know that they stopped playing. Like, yeah. I know Penrith and everybody, but Brisbane stopped playing. They thought that they had it won. Mm. Everybody in the ground thought that they had it won. I thought that they had it won, right? Mm. But they didn't, right? So, there's, so then that's not hard. So, 80, like, the last 18 minutes, the last three minutes when clearly unbelievable Penrith. But I think um, Brisbane, they are a little bit lighter on, but I still think and, they've got a lot. And I like Selwyn Cobbo. He's a strong. So, when you talk to guys around, he's one of the hardest guys to tackle in the game. So in the centres, I know he's young, but mm. by the end of the year, mm. if he can get that, he is the closest thing to Greg Inglis. Yeah. Seen. Just he's, he's probably still people. got a bit more to grow too. So if they can put on plays and it's simple for him and give him lines to run, he's going to be such a mm. handful. Mm. You know what I mean? So like it just opens up Reese Walsh again. So if he and Reese are going at one player. Mm. so um, And I trust Kevin Walters. I like I really do. And A super um, confident young, aren't they? They're great to watch. And Ezra Mam, what he did in that 20-minute period – that confidence should be, you know what I mean? So now Adam Reynolds doesn't have all the reins. Ezra's got it and it's time because he's mm. done his job now. So if those young kids can go to the next level, I think you know, I think Brisbane are a better side. Top four? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, mate, they have to, don't they? Mm. If you make the grand final the year before and you don't lose all your players and you're not an ageing roster and your window's not closing, their window wasn't open. Mm. Seriously, like they thought they were two years away. Mm. I thought they were about two years away from this squad. Are they sort of... Pulled the door open. So they become the hunted now, though. Yeah. Teams are up for them. Brisbane have always been the hunted. Like, when mm. I was there, everybody wanted to beat Brisbane. <laughs> like, everybody wants to beat – like, mate, there's some sides. Melbourne Storm are hunted. Yeah. Like, mm. Penrith are hunted. Mm. Mate, there's sides that you know that when you run out against them, they've always been the hunted. Everybody wanted to beat Brisbane. They use that psychologically to their advantage oh, to yeah. get up. Oh, yeah. They yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was us against the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Penrith, Newcastle, <laughs> that's our world. But, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then that's the role that Brisbane play. Yeah. Queensland, I'm like, they don't like us. We don't get that. We go to yeah. the judiciary, all that stuff. You know, everybody complains about, oh, Brisbane only travelled like Brisbane have games at home. Penrith have nine games at their stadium. They have to yeah. leave, you know. Yeah. Like, like everything always seems to be pushed against. Like, and, and they do feel it against Queensland mm. teams. Mm. So you can't play up in North Queensland, right, in the middle of summer or early, right? Mm. It's too hot. Mm. They got to play at night, but a Queensland team can go to Canberra and it's twenty degrees less. Yeah, it's like you're like speaking you can't about go Canberra. there five degrees hotter. Mm. Yeah, 
So they get an advantage. Freezing cold or North Queensland kid don't want to go play in Canberra. Mm. I didn't want to go play in but So, yeah, I think sometimes it is unfair. Like and we do believe it. That's why we got to, you know, we we don't have a chip on the shoulder. We got chips on both. <laughs> we're very rounded. We're we're balanced. Let's talk about the dynasty that is the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I often look at uh, well, uh, squad ages. So I kind of like to see where they are on the cycle, basically. And I think what's so scary for everyone is that the Panthers are still in that sweet spot. They still have guys in that twenty to twenty-five to thirty-year age bracket. Um, yes, they've lost Crichton uh, and Lenu, but they've d- lost players like that in the past and still won the next year. Um, so, um, you know, it's hard to, hard to write. If I had to pick a team to win the comp, it's Penrith. Yep. Um, I can't back them at their price. I think there's too much uncertainty there with Origin. They're going to have a lot of players out. Injuries. Um, yeah, and injuries. I do think um, also that a worrying sign is their New South Wales Cup team wasn't as strong last year. In previous years, they've won New South Wales Cup. And first grade, they, that, that factory that they have out there in West Sydney might just be running a little bit short on depth. And so, um, yeah, I think I think they they surely can win it. Um, but I like I said earlier, I really like teams like the Roosters or um, yeah, a few Smokies like the Knights or Dolphins to really give it to them this year. And um, so yeah, I've got them I've got them up for coming first, but I don't like their price. I think they're a little bit too short. Fair enough, Kingzone. Uh, well, it's, it's hard to not have them favourite. Yeah. Um, just because they've been so dominant. Obviously, won three comps in a row. Are they going to win four? I don't think they will win four. I just think, like, I bet a lot off motivation. I just think it's so hard to keep getting up in this era of NRL, any era of NRL, and win four comps in a row. It's mm. it's unheard of. So, I'm against them. Um, they've lost a lot of players over the last three, four years. It might come to bottom on the arse this year. I think Crichton, Crichton had the best year in 23 that, that I think he's ever had. Mm. I think Cogger's a big loss for him as well. He, used to, he was filling in there while Luai was doing his stuff in, in origin. Um, so the depth isn't quite as big as it was, but their defence is just unbelievable defence-wise. They're over 100 points better in 23 than mm. the second-best defensive team. So that alone can win you a comp. I've got them running third. I've got them $4.50. They're the team to beat, but I don't want to back them. Fair enough, Gordy. Hard to beat. Obviously, Luai, like the noise around that guy, you know, he, he is our spot. Like, hey, we love him because he shoots from the hip, right? But then that space, I think, and I just think Pen- Penrith are too good. And Dane Laurie, I think he's a starter. At, like, they, like, I know that they lose players, but they get someone like Dane Laurie. He, he's a very good first-grade player. Mm. So he'll slot in. I reckon he's good enough to play fullback or centre. So, like, they just tend to replace, not like for like, but get – Get mm. very close to it, and I, Penrith, like, and then you talk about motivation. They were the world champions. They come back. They come to training early last year. They, you know, got beaten, and they Brisbane beat them in round one. And then all of a sudden, they just kept on rebuilding, and and then they were out. Mate, mm. They were out on their feet. Mm. Probably if you're a boxer, right? Mm. You go, mate. Well done, mate. You've won two world champions, mate. We're throwing a towel, and these these blokes are going to knock you out, mm. right? And they win. Mm. So I think a bit like Melbourne Storm, the respect. We have for Melbourne has to be the same respect for Penrith. Mm. Oh, they were on their knees half sort of during twenty three, and they got up At again. Which worries stages. me. Can they do it again? I'd be yeah. betting against them early in the year. I think you're going to get some big starts teams against Penrith and Brisbane yeah. that I'd be taking. If you're getting mm. over six start anyone against those two teams really? yeah. from rounds one to six, I'd be back taking it. Yeah, well. Gordy, I want to talk a little bit about winning premierships. First thing I wanted to ask you is. What was your personal opinion on that 20 minutes Nathan Cleary put together to 
to snatch the game away from your old club, the Brisbane Broncos. That's what you want, don't you? You like yeah. you want the big like normally, the big players step up, and that's what he's paid to do. And I thought Nathan Cleary, like what a player! Like in that moment, his first half, I think he missed the three tackles around Ezra Mam and Reece Walsh. He was involved. Like mm. if you if he's First off, was his second half and they lost. We'd go, oh, gee whiz. But he's, his ability to, like, I think just to keep on moving and the next play's the best play. And um, when the game was on the line for him to break it down the way he did, and it was help. Crichton was good. There, mm. was, some, there was some great performers mm. from the Penrith Pans. I think Leota makes another run again. Like, he runs and it's like, was that a centre? Like, yeah, like, the big players for Penrith stood up, but clearly – by far, in the big moments, he just grabbed them. Mm. Um, and then at the end of last year, they asked me, you know, and I'm, it's not a Nathan Cleary bag, and it was unbelievable. We're going to talk about that grand final forever. Mm. But Andrew Johnson's first 20 minutes when the game was on the line when no one was tied against Parramatta, who was the red-hot favourite, the best team ever in the NRL. They'd yeah. scored more mm. points. They had blown everybody off. That's the performance that True. I see. And I'm not... I'm just judging. If they're quarterbacks in America, like we judge them. So Vic, I mean, um, what uh, the, the – Holmes. No, no, the other guy they got beaten like, uh, in the Ravens. Lamar. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Mate, yeah. Lamar Jackson, like he didn't perform at the end. Like, yeah. mm. And then in America, like I go over there and we watch it, they just say he didn't perform. He's going to be mm. a Hall of Famer, but he got it wrong. He got that play wrong. He was outplayed. Mm. We can't seem to say that mm. in Australia. Like <laughs> Greg Alexander said, oh, I think Jonathan Thurston's gone a year too long. They nearly hung him out the dry, like you know what I mean. But that's just his opinion. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. mean that no, yeah. he's not a great player and he's no. not a hall of famer and he's got his own statue. That doesn't mean that he might not even be an immortal. But mm. you can play too long. You can dress bad. You can be an immortal and mm. fall off a catwalk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, I just think Cleary's performance was great. But when they put him and they say he's the greatest of all time, I have a problem with that. Yeah, because mm. of the mistakes were made earlier in the game. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I just think that. We're not showing the respect of the other number seven. I want to see Cleary do it at origin level. Yeah. I think he will this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, is he the best halfback in the game at the moment? Absolutely. But if you mm-hmm. look at the front rows, right, we just talked about the West Tigers, who you said come last by a 1,000, have two state-of-origin front rowers. Raiders have two state-of-origin or international front rowers. Penrith have two international. Broncos mm. had two state-of-origin front rowers last year. Um, Redcliffe had two international front rowers. Oh, Jared Wallace and that. So they had the front row stock in our game at the moment is mm. the best it's ever been, mm. like the best it's ever been. If you look at our halfbacks, when I played, there was Joey and Matty both played for Australia. Elf and Kevy played for Australia. Uh, Jeff Tuvey and Cliff Lyons both played for Australia. Brandy and Freddie both played mm. for Australia. Paul Green played for Australia. Mm. Um, Terry Lamb, absolute legend, the, probably the greatest bulldog. Every club had great halves. If you look at... The game now. You tell me how many halfbacks would play for Australia. Mm. Yeah, well, you got Cherry, you got Hughes, you got. They're not playing for Australia, I know, but great, great halfbacks. But one hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, well, and then you look got at Stacey the money Jones, like, and then you had Stacey Jones, and then you had hmm. Gary Freeman playing mm. at a club, and yeah, and then so so. I'm not saying that, but I think our game is lacking playmakers, and I think that we all see that, mm. which makes him stand out more. But if he if Nathan Cleary was 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 playing like you got to throw him in the greatest mm. era. Mm. If he's playing against Langer and Stewart, oh, and I forgot the Raiders, they had Ricky and mm. Laurie, Laurie yeah. too, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you went to 
Melbourne and they had Kamali and Scott Hill that played for their country as well. Yeah. So every halves had all been playing Origin or whatever. But if you go to most clubs, Ben Hunt is probably a hooker at the mm. international level. Yeah. You got Jerome Hughes that would play Origin, I think, and you got you know Daly Cherry Evans. Adam Reynolds and Cleary. That's is there any reason time. for that? Do you, do you think, Gordy? Oh, mate, is it, is mate like, it's something that the game's got to look at. But I think now, back in the old days, a front rower was the kid that just got too big to play center or five. Because we all want to. Sorry, we all wanted to be a five eight when we grew up, like we did. <laughs> yeah. Then we got too slow, too fat, or couldn't play. Yeah. Someone passed or kicked the ball better. So then you move to the centers, or you move to the lock, and then you move to second row. And then if you got a bit too big and too slow, and that you move to the front row. Well, I would probably. Say Payne Hass was probably a front row his whole life, you know. Mm. Like now, there's guys. That's why it's such a great position, and you watch him go to the next level. Because from 15 or mm. whatever, he hasn't been a centre. They haven't thrown him in. And I think halfbacks, maybe with the rules that we're playing at junior level, or they're getting overcoached, or they're playing Very through structured. a structure, or this is what you got to do. Yeah, we've lost the knack of a halfback playing like an Alan Langer or a Ricky Stewart that, or that type of player. So that's I think that's I something that Gus and Wayne and all the the, the guys, because it's above my pay grade, but Philanis mm. needs to get the smartest guys around and say, why? Mm. That's why I love watching Sam Walker come through. Mm. He's just got that natural ability that gets coached out of so many players. And the game and, doesn't want it, And right? it's trying, like he got mm. dropped and he, he, um, I really, really hope he comes through and yeah. and um, dominates this year. I'd love to see it. Because he's co- – and this is not a knock on Cooper Cronk, but his coach is Cooper Cronk that started in Melbourne and he was a centre, wasn't – quite sure on what position become one of the greatest halfbacks under mm. Craig and hard working himself and studying the game and I think Cooper's trying to do that but probably where they both started their career it's different mm. you know so that's why coaching if I try to coach someone to be Shane Webke if I'm trying to co- they like they can't be they've got right. Holbrook down there this year yeah so uh, and then he's a great attacking coach if you watch the way the Titans would attack we had no problems with scoring points mm. we had problems defending them so um, that's a that's a plus. So the game doesn't want that player. Well, I love that player. Yeah, I love the Alan Langer, and yes, he was unpredictable. The quick tap, and Kevy Walters was the Cooper. Say the Cooper Cronk. No, no, no. We're going here. So when we mm. play, Elf wanted to attack every single time. He just wanted to go and attack, mm. and Kevy would just be yelling, "Elf, no, no, we got to <laughs> kick. No, we got no." And and it was like. You know, mum and dad fighting all the time. Like, they're going, no, turn left, turn right. Are oh, you going the wrong way? But that's what it was like yeah. for my whole career. Like, Kevy trying to stick to the plan and Alf wanting to go. <laughs> but when Alf went and if he made a mistake, we knew to back his mistake up. And the game needs to grow, yeah. I think, with that back, Sam Walker. Back a young kid that comes in, mate, like Reese Walsh. Like, they go, oh, yep. mate, he shouldn't have tried that. Try it. Yeah. The game needs them. Try it. What about Phil Blake back in the 80s? Phil early Blake, morning? the chip and chase, yeah. Scotty Gale. Like there was yeah. – mate, how many boys puff out their cheek and want to be <laughs> Phil Blake? But, you know, I think that's where our game, I think, needs to get back to mm-hmm. where we can have that player and mm-hmm. back him. The X-factor player. And it's only – like let's be fair, it's only six tackles. They go, oh, no, it's momentum. They church it up. It's not. It's six tackles. Then go back again and kick long and let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. But back someone having a crack in life. So, Steve, just to summarise your plays for the season, just run us through it again in any round one bets you might be having. Yeah, no worries. Manly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's having a I think I made it clear, yeah, Manly um, round one and, and Tommy Turbo. Um, I actually think if you want a roughie to win the Clive Churchill, I think if Manly do somehow get there, 
he's going to be just what, four dollars, three dollars. He's just an elite player. But um, the Dolphins are the ones I've really stacked up on. I just think that um, they're going to they've got depth and so forth. So yeah, back them to make top four. You get fifty one dollars for them to win the premiership. I've had a big crack at that. I've even had them to be the top Queensland team, which is might interest Gordy with all those other runners there. They're, um, mate, they're a chance. Yeah, mm. I just think I actually think the four Queensland teams are going to be really neck. I reckon Brisbane's just above them. Yeah, and I reckon the rest are all on this line, and yeah. and I reckon the gap is, I reckon the gap's closing. I think Brisbane jumped up a bit, and I reckon the other teams have come up with them. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly how I see it. So yeah, I think that, and I, I do think the Knights um, have just blown out a little bit too much. So they're twenty six bucks to win the comp. I think you get five bucks to make the top four. I've also had a crack at the Knights being a bit. Uh, Backing up last year's performance. Can I just ask from a punter's point of view, when mm. do you when do you get the shits? So you go manly. What if what if they get beaten? You go, fuck them. No, it's a, it's <laughs> you go, fuck manly. Because that's me because I'd get the shits if I thought they were going to win and I've watched them and they don't. It's a real good question. I think like I've been doing this now uh, for about 20, I mean, the, um, I'm 40, but like, the second I turned 18 I was betting. Um, and, I mean, I think – you just got to back your process. So this is why I think yeah. model betting is so good. It's like if Manly, you know, I'm, I'm taking a punt that Seabold's got them fit and fighting. I'm taking a punt that Cherry Evans isn't going to get hurt, that Tommy T's not going to get hurt. If all those things go into place, I'd like to think the process takes care of itself and you don't get too obsessed with the result. Like the week, of, to week the week to week result. So like in Europe, so this is a long game. It's 30 weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to back them over 30 weeks yeah. to get it right I might and stay up. healthy. I might top yeah. up. You know, they might lose a few games and – if I see something I like there and think, well, actually, they got a really shit call there with that. Yeah. That was an inflection point. You know, yeah. actually, I don't get deterred by one or two bad results. So I can sometimes get really excited by that. Um, mm, you know, I, I, I'm able to go out for dinner and take my family out after just dropping a pretty big bundle. And my wife's like sitting there, going, oh. and I'm, you know, I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it, hun. Yeah, you know, like I think you've got to have that calmness. Otherwise, yeah. you know, otherwise you, you you make irrational decisions. What they call going on tilt. You know, I yep. try never, never go on tilt. The Nathan Cleary of punting. The Nathan Cleary of punting. I make to say something about that. And, uh, I'm the Iceman. <laughs> and so you're obviously very dedicated to your craft. You want to try and help people out and they can find you at championbets.com.au. Yeah, yeah, and yeah back got some ninth year champion bets. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we, we I put in a lot of work, watch all the lower grade games, Super League, watch a lot of footy, um, do it full time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real keen for the season start. Fantastic, mate. King Zone, you want to just quickly summarise? Yeah, I mean, my two big plays for the year are uh, Roosters to win the comp, Warriors to win the comp. But apart from that, I actually like them better to win the minor premiership. I think neither of those two sides will have many players in origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors in particular are obviously really hard to beat at home. So those are my main two bets. I think that the Dolphins as well, 375 looks a good price for the top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think Manly will improve. I think the Titans... Wouldn't surprise if they made the eight, so I don't mind the, the thoughts around top Queensland team for them. But, yeah, I think I think it's going – and we everyone says it, you know, usually every year. And I usually like the two favourites this year, but I can see someone else winning this year. Yeah. I'm against the two favourites. Fantastic. And, Gordy, just finishing off your rugby league year, mate, you're always very busy in the game. A lot of work with Fox. You'll be on NRL 360 again. Uh, yeah, well, we're not sure yet on uh, the schedule, but, okay. yeah, just uh, heading over to Vegas. I've, uh, I'm on 360 one of the nights and Matty John's – too, but the roster comes out about round one, mate. Mm. You know, like, see, I'm not a star. I'm like the shit player on the fringe, so I get told what to do <laughs> sure. by Matty and the boys. I'm like, that's what you're doing. Go on there, hit that hole. So, so when it comes to television, I'm like, I'm like that winger. Yeah. Just go out there, mate. We'll throw you the ball if we want that sort of thing. But yeah, so um, but I'm just excited. I think 
what people don't realise is the buzz around Queensland last year with, like Redcliffe I think was the third most watched team in the competition, third most merchandise in the competition. That's not bad yeah. for a side just coming in the competition. So rugby league's on its way up and hopefully Vegas works and, um, you know, we get to go there for a few more years and, yeah. you know, we're never going to be the number one game there but we all watch Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one day, not now, but if the NFL thought it was good enough for Australia, they bought a game here, they bought mm. the Dodgers the play here at the SCG. If they think it, we're big enough to bring their game so we buy their hats or something, you know, we got to be – we can't be narrow-minded and think that – we just got to go over there and just stick with it for five years and who knows? Mm. Just who knows whether someone starts betting or watching our game, buying our stuff, you know. 123 or, million watched it over there, the most watched yeah. show in US history. The Super Bowl? Wow. Yep, 123 yeah. million. And do you know why yeah. they say that was? Why? Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So Taylor Swift, that's why I joked at the beginning, Taylor Swift's fan base yeah. Yeah, to see her in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the lady. So, you know, let's hope yeah. that we can just get someone over there likes yeah. it and they mm. tell a mate and who knows. Yeah. It won't be in my lifetime but hopefully in 20 years' time, yeah. you know. Got to try things. Very Absolutely. Good. All right, boys, you've all been fantastic. Brilliant insight. It's going to be a great season. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Up the den. Good luck for the NRL season 2024. Think. Is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.